name is Gunner, and I play in a local Austin band called The Big Gun Show. I created this podcast to sit down with other songwriters, musicians, artists, and just lovers of music to talk about their top five records that have inspired their lives and their musical prowess. Today I'm rapping with Ruby Dice. Um, just love her. Um, they had an awesome conversation about her top five records, and I've known Ruby Dice for quite some time. She played in my band for a hot second back in the day. Uh, she used to sing a blues song with us, and I was always like, play that, play that once. I don't even remember the name of it, but I was shocked when none of her top five records were old school blues. She does have a Black Keys album, so or a record, so I guess that'll have to do for now, but let's get to the conversation. But first, close your eyes. You're stranded on a desert island. What five records do you have? Um, Ruby Dice. Yes, sir. How are you today? I'm great. I'm great. We're recording this on a Sunday afternoon. We just had pigs in the blanket. We're going to have some uh, Johnny Cashew sound, some curry and barbecue coming up. Yeah, I'm excited. No, that sounds awesome. And some honey honey lime wings. We're going to do those too. But for right now, we're going to talk about some records. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get into it. So, yes, you have, you gave me your top five records. I'm going to go ahead and list them off here. Um, Nora Jones, Don't Know Why, uh, Macy Gray, Oh How Life Is, Grace Potter, Paris, Sturgill Simpson, Sailor's Guide to Earth, and the Black Keys Brothers. Yeah, yeah. Now, I'm going to say something here. Your oldest album was in 1999. I know, I know. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I can explain that. I want to hear it. Okay, so for me, I feel like these were the albums that really like made music just come alive for me like in, in the way, because I was raised pretty uh sheltered as far as like music could go like I listened to a lot of church music and that's what I was allowed to listen to but as I got older and like YouTube became a thing and stuff I discovered all these new artists and and through those new artists I was able to go back and like start listening to older artists like I I kind of did it backwards okay uh, so you know what whatever was coming out big on YouTube at the time I was just kind of you know getting as much as I possibly could right <laughs> and right, right. uh Okay, cool. Yeah, no, that, that uh, I, I totally dig that. That's so, that's fun. Um, yeah, and the thing that, I've already told you this, yeah. I, I'm super surprised that you didn't pick a, an old school blues album. I, I, almost, I almost put uh, some Muddy Waters on there, but uh, I, I discovered them through the Black Keys, so I felt like it would be... Uh, so you're kind of like the Stones. You, you found the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of I, I, through that. I had to okay. go backwards, but yeah. Right on. Okay, well let's let's dive in here. Um, I want to talk about first uh, the Black Keys Brothers. Mm. I love this album. I love this album. Um, there's not much not to love about this album. It's like it's it's it, it came out and just it it felt like the most unique thing that I had ever heard when it came out. It's got. Uh, you know your old school blues vibe with newer sounds yep. put into it and it's it, it just like it blew my mind the first time i listened to it i was like dang like this is what music should should feel like you know this exciting right, every right. time um yeah i don't know they i love like i i feel like a lot of things i write is definitely a, a reflection of listening to a lot of Black Keys. Right. Growing up. Yeah. For sure. For sure. No, they've got. I mean, they've got some serious like blues influence on them. There's no doubt about that. It's only two guys, you know. And I read that before this album, 
because uh, I remember when this album came out, and I remember my friends putting, you know, the, the, the whole fold-out poster up on their wall and oh, stuff yeah. like that. Yates did that in, in his little jam room. Oh, he's he's a Black Keys fan? Yeah, that he, makes at sense. At least at that time, I guess. Yeah. He was. Or he thought the album was cool. I love the album art. Actually, Patrick McCarney is his name. Yeah, okay. It was his brother that designed all that. Whoa, okay. And he, and he got a Grammy for it, for Best Album Packaging. That's amazing. Yeah. That's really cool. And on the CD, I heard that they, I never had the CD. I just always had it digitally. Um, on the CD, it had, um, like an ink that was heat sensitive. And so after it would spin or in the CD player, it would go from black to white and you'd take it out and then it would finally go back to black. Whoa. Yeah. Or you could like stick your finger on it and it would turn white there. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool. I also also read that, uh, that, um, Dan Arbeck and Patrick had a fight, a falling out. And then they kind of got back together and this is what the album came, this is the album they came out with. And not only that, but this was kind of their first breakthrough album. Yeah. Like, you know, after I heard this one, after I heard like El Camino, I went back and listened to some of the, uh, some of the older stuff and I was, I was like, so good. Just as good. You yeah. Know? Yeah. It's uh, just a bunch of Midwest boys playing, playing blues rock. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. And um, I think this album, oh, what else did I read? Um, you know. It was it was actually mostly like ten out of the fifteen tracks recorded at Muscle Muscle Shoals. Oh, I didn't know that. And that's, you did your research. I yeah, <laughs> I did. I, I like to do my research on this stuff because I mean that's interesting to me. Yeah. But what I also read about was when I was doing this is that they were going there and like, okay, we're done for the day. Let's go do something. Yeah. But there's nothing to do in Muscle Shoals, so they were going to uh, basically every night going getting hammered at the hotel just by themselves and the producer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they're like, they like, we gotta get it. So then they went and just did, um, set it up. I mean, they did it. At, I forget where they did it, but uh, Dan has had and the producer each like made their own home studio, basically the same thing in each place. One in California with the with the producer, and then one in uh, Akron with with Dan. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, no, I think this album is just uh, it 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 it's so essential. I mean, it's it's a definitely an essential album when it comes to like modern blues. Totally. I, I completely agree. Like, like, I feel like they, they almost, uh, not that blues ever went away, but like they, I mean, this was the band that, that was my first introduction to like blues. So like, um, yeah, I think they did that for a lot of, uh, a lot of people, you know, that maybe didn't necessarily dive into muddy waters and, and all those guys, you know? So no, no, no doubt about that. Uh, yeah, I also read that like there was a kind of a, a riff between Dan and, and um, Patrick because uh, of Patrick's wife. Oh. And they got divorced, and then um, I think Patrick was really happy when he, with the, what, what's the song? The, the, my Next Girl. Oh, my next oh girl. yeah. Nothing like my last girl, you know, so that, whatever that was. I, yeah. I thought that was really cool. And but, they, they, won, they won like multiple Grammys. They won uh, a Grammy for Best Album Packaging, Best Rock Performing Duo. Yeah. And uh, I think best album yeah. of the year. I think it was 2009. 2009 is when it came out. So, Dude, I, I remember listening to this interview um, with, with, and Patrick was talking and he was just like, yeah, we went from like, you know, 10 years of touring, like hard touring, sleeping in you know, our vans and stuff. And um, all of a sudden just being superstars overnight. I, I'm, I'm sure that was a, a, a trip, yeah, you know? No doubt. Like, I mean, Come on. I mean, it, I'm afraid of getting that big. 
Yeah, that would be terrifying for me. I, I'm already <laughs> an alcoholic. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm I'm a bit of, a bit of an introvert, so like that's that that that's a that's that's a terrifying thought. Yeah, I, I'm lucky enough to be able to turn the introvert off when I need to. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so um, I mean, that's the Black Bat Keys. I mean, just a phenomenal band, and you know, and on this. I mean, basically, when you go look at the credits on who played what, I mean, it's all, it's it's like drums, and I think Dan does everything else. Yeah, yeah. Like bass, if there were keys. I mean, they, I think he had a clavinet de- delivered to the, the studio so that he could play it. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And apparently, they called their manager the next day, went in there, sitting in there, and they could use it. So, I didn't really dig into which songs that it was on, but. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anything else you want to say about the Black Keys Brothers? Black Keys Brothers. Um, shoot, that, that might be okay. That cool. You've tapped me out. All right, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, let's talk about Sturgill. I love Sturgill Simpson. Like that might be one of my favorite artists of all time. Um, you ever seen him live? No, no. So I had tickets. I had tickets, and I was like, "This is gonna be the first time I've seen Sturgill live." Where? Uh, here in Austin. I know, but at the um, the, the three sixty amphitheater. Yeah, yeah. I was at that show. Oh wait, uh, this at one the, got at the racetrack? canceled. Oh, okay. Yeah, this one got because of COVID. Like, okay, it was, so it was no, it was at, yeah. at the Irwin Center. Oh, the Irwin Center. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I, I was busy doing other things. Cal bought those tickets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, I was so bummed. I was, it was going to be the first time I saw him, and it was with uh, Tyler Childers. Is that how you say his last Childers, name? Childers, yeah. Okay. He was awesome, like too. He's so good. He's so good. I just I just recently dove into him, and it was just like... Um, I saw him at um, at ACL last year. Not, I mean, I guess it was last year. And um, I, you know what he looks like, right? I mean, yeah, redhead. Yeah, from yeah. Kentucky. But, I mean, he was that son was beating on I was like, man, he's going to turn into a freckle. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just one freckle. Oh, I'm sure, man. There, <laughs> I'm sure you've you've probably played those gigs that you're walking. You know, you're just burning yeah. the whole time, yeah. like ah, oh, lobster yeah. walking out of here. <laughs> no doubt, right? So, uh, yeah, let's talk about Sturgill because um, tell me what you love about him. Um, I don't know his his story. Like outside of his music, I love. I first of all, I just I love the sounds that this guy comes up with but uh sounds vocally or, or, or musically man all of it. It, it the way he just puts things together he's like he's like some people are like glue with with you know they can just pull random noises out of the mm-hmm. air yeah and, and glue it together and that's that's one of those guys like um yeah no i love his stuff uh he's what he, well, he was working on uh railroad tracks or something like that. Yeah, in Salt Lake. In Salt Lake, yeah. He basically didn't do music, you know, was kind of climbing the ladder to where he got to, and then finally he started recording. And yeah, that first album, I don't. Have you ever listened to this? Oh yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, I was yeah. immediately going. Is this Waylon? Yeah. Because it yeah. sounded like Waylon. Sounds Jennings. like Waylon. Yeah. I just read yeah. Waylon's autobiography. That's the last book I just finished. Ooh, I need to. I I really I cover a lot of uh, Jesse Coulter tunes she's so hot she's i mean so hot oh my god oh my god i mean geez i mean and and she put up with him i mean he was he was a mess wild card man all those country boys like like they call it cocaine country because of (laughs) whaling yeah no doubt i mean i I talk about this on podcast a lot i love reading the autobiographies like the buck owens merle haggard yeah um whaling i mean they they sound like they're talking to you 
Yeah. Like the the Merle, I think was my favorite. And Buck Owens is, I mean, yeah. I think that he just read, he just talked into something and then somebody just transcribed it. Oh yeah, probably. Dude, I, I, uh, I rip off, uh, Merle bass lines all the time because <laughs> he's got that, like that disco beat to yeah. it a little bit. And, oh, I love it. I love it. I've definitely, uh, stolen a lick or two from, from As that. you, hey, that's the f- the best form of flattery right there. Yeah, yeah. Theft. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna take this. It's cool. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'll just take it and make it better. Yeah. Um, yeah. So no, I. Um, so Sturgill. So I mean, Sturgill. the yeah. sa- the same. I mean, I don't know if this is the biggest hit, but the one that really kind of hit me first on this album, uh, and I remember it all the all the time, is uh, "Keep It Between the Lines." Yeah. Yeah, the, the, those horns, do do do, and I I saw him do yeah. that on Saturday Night Live, and I was like, they can't, he can't do that without horn. No, I saw him do it live. Now, when I saw Sturgill live, it was out at the the, the racetrack. Yeah, and you know, I'd always, you know, I never really seen him play guitar or anything like that, and so I expected them there to be a lead guitar player, but it was a four piece out there, and it was just like keys it, it, and him, only him on guitar. Yeah, yeah, and he fucking ripped it up. I mean, he killed it. Uh, did uh, I'm going down, down, down. That the one that Freddie King he, oh. he pulled up the Les Paul and just just I'm getting chills right now because I mean he I was I was blown away at his live show and it was just like you know I forget who was played after him I didn't really care but I mean he, they were just all like in, in the space of this room yeah they were all pulled together on this huge stage and just with some amps behind him and it just sounded fucking awesome it yeah, was killer cool. yeah that's that I, that song there there's like some songs that don't translate over when it's not live. And I feel like that's one of them where it's just like this driving bass line. You know, it's it's almost metal at times. Right. And then, yeah, no, that, I, man, I bet that was cool. And he, I was like, there's no way he's going to play that song because he's done, doesn't have horns. Blew me away. Yeah. Did it. And I was just like, he did it. He did it. He nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, back to you. Not me. Okay. All right. So, Tell me more. What, what other? What else do you like about? Do you, did you know that he produced this album? I do. I do. Um, did you know that he produced the album? Oh, uh, yeah, I did. Okay, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, no, he. Uh, this he wrote this for his son, um, that wasn't born yet, and he was like, um, the keep, cool. Keep it between the lines. Yeah. Oh right. Oh, yeah. I, all right. You uh, know, you know more about this than I do, so g- oh, give it to me. Yeah. Um. So this was like a love letter to his son, and like he did the Nirvana cover in this. In bloom. Um, because that was like, you know, he's really into Nirvana and like wanted to give his son his experience, but also like worldly advice, I guess, in, in these songs. And, uh, so that's what a lot of them are about. Um, yeah, no, this is a, this is a good one to smoke weed too. (laughs) (laughs) That's illegal. It's illegal in the state of Texas. I mean, uh, (laughs) drink wine. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I mean beer. Uh, Beer. Uh, Yeah. Beer. (laughs) We're doing that. Um, no, that's a, yeah, I I love that album. Um, shoot, any anything country with like swinging horns, yeah, is, is you got me sold. Like like, that's good. It's just a great album. Um, okay, let's move on here. All right, so now we're getting into the stuff that that I really enjoyed listening to. Now I've I've heard the Sturgill album. So for me, Sturgill is um. He's going. He, he's going in a very different direction. He's trying to be. He's doing what I consider Wilco. What Wilco did. Yeah. You know, they started off as a, a like my favorite rock alt country band. They were like right after Uncle Tupelo, and then he started being very experimental. I, st- I feel like that's where Sturgill is right now. 
Yeah, dude, the 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 um, shoot, what's the name of the car? It's like the burning car or whatever. Um, oh shoot. Okay, I'm gonna send you this. Uh, so he he teamed up with this guy that like, uh, makes cartoons and and like uh-huh. like animation type. Yeah. So uh, he did a Netflix special and wrote an the the album with the the flaming car. I forget the, uh, what is the name of that one. Um, it's skipping <coughs> me right now. But um. Yeah, uh, he he wrote it and like they, it's like a forty minute album, or, and you can watch the whole thing on YouTube or, or on uh, Netflix. Right. Um, but it's just yeah, I don't know. I'll send it to you. It's okay. cool. No, it's I, cool. I definitely <laughs> want to check that out. No doubt. Um, yeah, no, Sturtle, big fan. Um, but now, so the next three all with female. I mean, yeah. yeah. Um, so Grace Potter. Yeah, Grace Potter. Talk no. to me. Good lord. Good lord, <laughs> <laughs> biggest biggest crush on Grace. Like all all three of these these ladies, uh, the biggest lady crushes. But um, no, when Grace came out, uh, the first song two thousand ten two thousand ten, um, the first first song I heard from her was Paris. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, well, you can't do that. <laughs> I mean, that's that's what I thought. I was like, oh, you can't be that sexy. Yeah. Yeah. You can't be that aggressive. You can't give me those uhs. And, and I'll, I'll, oh, I, was, yeah. I was like, oh, who is this? Yeah, she, she. oh man, there's that one picture of her with like the American flag wrapped around her. That was like, because I Googled her and I was just like, who are the chick? And I was like, this chick is sexy. <laughs> and like, funky. I and mean, she's, funky. She's, she's, and like, she's soulful. You know, she's yeah. just got all no, of it she's going got on. the whole package. Yeah. Yeah. No. Produ- it was produced by Andrew Slater, who I didn't know. Oh. Um, but go on, keep talking. Um, no, that, this was like, I loved this, I loved this record, I used to drive out, there wasn't much to do in my hometown, so like, there, it was real small, and uh, I would just like, listen to music in my car at night and drive out to the Blue Mesa Reservoir, like this big right, lake. yeah, I know exactly where that is. And uh, yeah, I would just like, you know, sit there and smoke my Swisher Sweets the whole, <laughs> whole way, and like, just try to feel like a badass, I was like 20 or something like that, and maybe, yeah, and uh, no, um. That that was definitely one of those that like as soon as I heard that song I was just hooked I was like I want to hear everything this chick has to has to say and um, shoot I don't know if if uh, I think medicine is probably my favorite song you know what album. I'm I'm with you on that yeah. I love that song it's a good song you know and I mean this is what I this is what I read about this album okay um, T Bone Walker got shelved was actually producing it and got shelved for for a more of a band kind of thing um and then uh it was originally titled medicine hmm. and th- that was like the soft title then they just basically self-titled it yeah yeah um but what i love about grace potter is if you go and i always go and look at when i do the research on these albums i always look to see if the person that's performing them is writing the songs yeah and grace potter is writing the songs she wrote like i with, didn't write like one one <laughs> of them she didn't write she yeah. was or wasn't a part of dude i love that i, love I do that. i do too you know that's kind of like the stuff that i do yeah. it's like I, I'm, I'm not recording any covers i'm recording all original music yeah man there's there's what's going to be on the next record and i'll tell you about it in a bit oh yeah please do this looks awesome um yeah so uh but she's writing her original music and so i have so much admiration for somebody that does that yeah you know yeah. i mean being a songwriter you're a songwriter yeah um you know, but these people, you know, they make it big and they do other people's songs. But you know, that's a whole game. Have you have you watched the show Songwriter? Um, 
No, I listen to songwriter podcasts a lot, but I, yeah, I haven't watched the show yet. I want to find out which ones you listen to because. Uh, yeah, I'll send. I'll, I'll yeah. give you. Um, no, there's this one called Switched on Pop, that is mind blowing. They like go through. They um, basically what we're doing now, but they're listening to music and uh-huh. breaking down the song and just being like, "Oh, this line sounds like this line from this song back in the '60s." Right? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, and, like yeah. cool, just showing influences and like really breaking down lyrics and like no it's a, it's a good one it's a good one awesome i've got a couple for you too yeah please do yeah I'm... cocaine and rhinestones it's done by tyler mayhan co i like david co son yeah it's not about cocaine yeah but it's about <laughs> it's about 20th century country music and yeah. he does all this research and it, it's just awesome he does three two-hour episodes on harper valley pta yeah yeah it's incredible anyway well enough about that yeah um Let's talk about Grace Potter again. Um, um, I mean, the songs on there, you know, uh, Paris. I love Tiny Light. I love Medicine. Uh, Hot Summer Night. I mean, that was... Oh, that song. Yeah. Yeah. It, what was it that I loved about that song? Um, sorry. I need my glasses here. Um, uh, I just love the the start and then the bridge It came in with just... I mean, when they came in on the bridge, it was just like it was so different and so unique. I, yeah. I, I just thought that song was really good. It, yeah. Actually, it lost me at the first chorus, and then it grew on me at the end of the song. Yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 yeah, I love the way, like, a lot of the songs on this record, she's just, it's just rock and roll. Like, you know, she's screaming and, like, doing, like, you know, not, like, crazy Janis Joplin screams, but, like, right. um, which, nothing wrong with that either. No, but, no. Um, yeah, no, she's, it, it just feels, like, fun and rebellious in a way that's like um i don't know i don't know i, I it's just I know, a fun hear, sexy album yeah it, it is <laughs> it is and again you know i've said it i said it earlier it's just like you know that I, I love it when people do the 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 uh, the haze and the, uh, you know and just yeah. like yeah because you know that they're they're fucking they're, they're feeling it yeah yeah okay since you mentioned janice joplin i'm going to tell you a story about janice joplin and me oh um well she died before i was born yeah yeah but um, we used to have a party on January 19th. That's her birthday. We call it Happy Janice Day. And when we had our big party, we had, we got, we made a pot cake and got it officially, um, like decorated with her picture on the front of it. And so then everybody came over and we all ate pot cake. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. You over like Johnny Cash in the bushes. <laughs> it was, oh, it, it was a great party. Uh, and my friend Warren, um, who was my roommate at the time, he actually worked at this place called Lucy's Cakes. And so he went and took it to them and, and they were like, Warren, he was like, just decorate it, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <That's laughs> put this great. picture on the front of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. That's a good story. Yeah, see, I, I've got some good ones. <laughs> yeah. Uh, every once in a while, every once in a while. Um, all right, so Grace Potter, she's uh, she's super cool. And I'm really glad that, that you picked that because it, the, the thing I love about this podcast, and I say it every time, is that... I basically sit here for, you know, at least five hours right here on this couch with my phone and these headphones on. Yeah. And I just listen to the albums and I research them. Yeah. And then I write down some notes so that we can have a good conversation, right? Yeah. But uh, I just favored everything in Spotify. And so now I have all of these like awesome albums that influence my friends and my, my people I've played with. That's cool, man. Right. That's real cool. Yeah. So that's a good idea. I, I, I try to like, I, I do a lot of shared Spotify playlists with my friends Mm -hmm. and like, (laughs) I feel like I'm always like 
maybe a little annoying because I'm just like, hey, yeah, no, like really, yeah. give me like, you're not gonna bug me if you like upload too many songs. Like, what am I? This is my mm-hmm. running mix or whatever, you right. know? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I love Spotify. Um, okay, now these. Now I love the Black Keys and I love Sturgill and Grace Potter, but the two that I enjoyed listening to the most were Macy Gray and Nora Jones. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's start off with Nora Jones because I'm going to tell you another story about me. I heard, um, was it Come Away With Me or what was the song that she wrote on it? Um, anyway, oh, yeah. I heard I heard like two, two or three songs and I just, I basically went out and bought the CD and sent it to my mom. Because I knew that she would love it. I just yeah. knew right off the right when I heard it. I yeah. was just like, my mom is going to love this. I'm going. I dropped. I didn't even list the whole thing. I went to the. I went to Waterloo Records and I bought the CD and I mailed it to my mom. Yeah. So so that record, that record, <clears throat> uh, sold more records in the first year than any other female artist had in, in an entire decade before yes. that. It was like yeah no she, that I love that's a that's a good record. Yeah, she got five. Grammys that year, five. It's insane, and that is that actually ties her um, with uh, who was it? That ties her with um, uh, Lauren Hill and somebody else. Um, I don't. I forget the other one. I, I'll come to. I'll come to. It'll come to me. Anyway, um, you know. So uh, I love that she was born from uh, Ravi Shankar. That's her yeah. dad. Yeah. Yeah, she's got a lot of hi- like music history. And then grew up in Grapevine, Texas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that, you know? Um, but yeah, you know, I also read that she, you know, she still goes to church, but she's like, I, I you know, uh, I'm very spiritual, but uh, I'm just not religious. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I, I consider myself the same way. Yeah. You know, I don't, I, I, I'm, I'm not a Christian. Yeah. Yeah. But. Anyway, yeah, it was a la- she was a lounge singer, which makes total sense, you know, classically trained in piano, um, and just, I mean, when I listened to her, I mean, all of her melodies, and her voice is so soft and smooth, and she hits every note perfect. I can't do that. It's, it's like, uh, it's, uh, yeah, no, that, that, that music is like water, man. It just, it just flows <laughs> and it's, it, it, yeah, it just gets yeah. all over you and just washes you. I mean, it's just, it's so, it's so good. I just, uh, I mean, I wanted to listen to it again. I just didn't have time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So she, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, so Nora Jones, uh, was the first album I had that wasn't a Christian album. Um, and like, I'm, I'm not like super religious. I, I consider myself spiritual, but like, yeah. I, do, I don't, uh, yeah, I don't really go to church or anything like that. You know, yeah. um, my wife's Jewish. Yeah. 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 For me, it's, it's more about like just being good people, you know? Yeah. You know, all, all I want is peace. Yeah. I just, why, why do you, I'm like all these riots. What the, Man. what the hell is going on here? What are they, what are you, Oh, throw that through the the, yeah. the a retail window. They're already hurting too. It's, yeah, you you you're, you're fucking. So can I swear? Yes. On this? Okay. Fuck yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you're fucking with with somebody's business. You don't know what race that store owner no. is, and you just destroyed their business because you were angry at somebody and, else. And they're already hurting too. <laughs> yeah. You know? I mean, yeah. first there's the COVID that comes along. Then all of a sudden the financial stress. Yeah. Businesses are closing right and left, and then then the then. 
yeah. Floyd gets m- murdered by yeah. a cop and then also just goes through the roof. Yeah. And- you know, the cool thing, though, because uh, I was going downtown quite a bit, just kind of checking on people because we like, uh, shoot, I played six street. I played so many six street gigs when I first got to town. And yeah. uh, oh, yes. Thank you. Uh-huh. Um, so like I, I've developed like relationships with a, cu- a couple homeless people down there and yeah. stuff and like. You know, just um, just checking on them, just just making sure, like that's good of you. You know, um, yeah, because it's rough down there, man. Like it's it's uh, I feel like out of everybody, they they really got the shit end of all this mm-hmm. rioting and stuff. But the cool thing is, uh, the next day I went down and um, I saw some protesters. Yeah, the the peaceful ones. So I I consider them completely different categories. There's rioters and there's protesters, and that's oh. two different kinds of people. Um, and a, a bunch of the protesters came down with like trash bags and brooms and were cleaning shit up. And I was like, that's cool. That's oh, really heck cool. Oh, yeah. hell yeah. That's fucking awesome, man. Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, I, t- I totally derailed us for no, a second. No, no, no <laughs> I actually did that. So, um, uh, the song Turn Me On. Oh, goodness. That just melts me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on, dude. It's, it's, uh, man, just the emotion in this album is like, it's so simple and everything like, yeah, no. So that's one of the songs. That, so she 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 was involved with like three or four songs on it mm-hmm. of the writing portion of it. Um, there was a lyric in there, that, and I just wish she had written this. Uh, my glass is just sitting here waiting for fresh ice cubes. Yeah, I, uh, I get chills when I when I say that. I mean, it's such an awesome lyric. Yeah. Uh, yeah, her imagery is incredible. Yeah. Alicia Keys was the other person she tied, tied for a number five Grammys in a year. Oh, I, I I'm kind of surprised Alicia Keys didn't make it on that list because I listened to a lot of Alicia Keys. <laughs> and you know, I mean, she's kind of like I just listened. Do you ever listen to Dak Shepard's Armchair Expert podcast? No. Um, he does. He does. He interviews some cool people. I, I listen. I love the Jason Bateman one. Do you, if you like Jason Bateman, yeah, yeah. Um, and I just listened to Cheryl Crow and. I'm going to go ahead and say say that I see similarities in the two, Lenore Jones and Cheryl Crow, in the sense that they get to play with anybody they want to. Yeah, because they're good. <laughs> yeah, they're fucking, they're awesome, dude. Yeah. They're killer. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, they both got to play with Keith Richards. Cheryl was saying That's on the cool. podcast that I just listened to, she was like, yeah, you know, I said, hey, I called up um, uh, Keith's um, manager, whatever, whoever it was. I think his name was Jeannie something. But nonetheless, said, hey, listen, I really want to record that song, The Worst. And so they went to New York and they spent, um, she, she said, you know, this song could have taken, should have taken us two, uh, you know, three or four hours to record. But we, we spent three days in the studio just laughing and having a good time. And she's like, he's, a, cool. he's like everything you want him to be. Yeah. And he is my hero. I can't imagine like the stories that that guy has. Um, like. <laughs> I've read his autobiography twice, of course, but I mean, yeah. he inf- influences my music more than anything. He's got a, doesn't he have like a Rolls Royce with a little, it's not as like a normal, he's got a record player hooked up to his sound system or something, doesn't he? Like, uh, I don't know that. Yeah. Um, who's, who, I, I think it was Mark Marin or something that I was listening to. Maybe it was a different podcast. It was an interview with, with him though. And, uh, yeah, no, he was like, yeah, it was, it was the coolest thing. Like he pulls up in this Rolls Royce and, uh, smoking a cigar and has, his record's going right next to him yeah, his record in his car. <laughs> I was like, that's the coolest thing I've I, ever heard. I've ever, I, I didn't even know you could do that. Yeah. Um, no, so, yeah, but Nora got to play with Keith Richards, too. And, I mean, she's just, I mean, 
Will she got to play with Willie? I mean, yeah. come on, man. Dude, um, so yeah, Nora Jones for me was a big one discovering other people because I, I discovered uh, Dolly Parton uh-huh, through her. Uh-huh. I discovered Willie Nelson. Um, I already knew my mom listened to a lot of um oh Ray Charles. Yeah. Um, so I already knew who he was, but like anybody that Nora played with, I got into, like she did some stuff with Bonnie Raitt Uh and, uh, I went down the biggest Bonnie Raitt rabbit hole because yeah, yeah, she, so Nora Jones was my first introduction ever into sexual, secular music, I guess that's what Christian, my, you know, folks call it. Um, yeah, so no, I, I, I'm glad that that was the one that I, I, I discovered first because she just had played with everybody. She yeah, played yeah, with yeah. everybody. And it was like, yeah, no, it was some really great like music education. Um, plus like all her family history. I, I, I've, I could nerd out on Nora Jones all day. She, she disappeared after this album cause it was too much pressure. Yeah. Um, and she just like, she made this band in New York with all of her chick friends mm-hmm. and they wore like masks <laughs> so like nobody and they were like super human super like you know little little like superpower skirts like almost like almost like power puff girls right. only uh, like yeah. more rock and roll and what I was think, the name of that band i want to say it was like el camino or something like that or l l something there's not very many videos of it like it was right. totally like underground <laughs> like um no it was great and it was a uh, uh she had a, this chick bass player in it that would sing most of the songs like Nora wasn't even like singing most of the songs it was this this chick bass player that was like yeah it was it's cool I'll send you it um I, I definitely want to see that yeah no it, it was back fun when she was young and like, yeah you know, oh yeah oh tight. yeah 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 <clears throat> no I I mean again there was another album very similar to this that I heard like two or three songs and I was like going to Waterloo yep I gave that one to my mom for Christmas that time yeah but it was like Alana, oh, I forget. It was a white album cover with like a kind of just like a, a, a not a stick drawing, but just like a, a drawing of a face on it. I don't know this one. I can't one. remember it, but I, I want to go back and listen to it, you know? Yeah. I just, I, it, I, this one's eluded me. I, 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 you, you, if you heard it, I think you've probably heard it before. Okay. okay. Um, and once I figure it out, I'll tell you. But yeah. Uh, what else about Nora Jones? Shoot. Ah, man, there's so many things. There's so many things. Um, that, I think she's really sexy. She's so sexy. Good lord! Like, like. It, I mean, her voice alone. Yeah. But you know, you never know just by a voice if somebody's sexy or not. Yeah. Um. But no. When you see her, you're like, oh, wow, wow. Oh, and her sister. She did a. She did a song with her sister too. Um, I didn't know that. So her sister's a sitar player, and she she grew up with Robbie, Robbie. as as her dad. Yeah, yeah. Where Nora Jones was like a little more removed, and um. Yeah, no, she she's done some some uh, a couple. I think just one song. I'm not sure. I'd have to look it up. But um, yeah, she and her sister did a song together, and like that was like possibly like the sexiest thing I've ever seen. Like like just like these two gorgeous, super talented women yeah. just like doing what they do and like being really good at it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, totally. <laughs> like, I mean, I I I always say that you know, I mean. I don't care how good of a player you are. If you're on stage and you're a girl, you're going to get anything you want. You know what? I, um, I was talking to one of my friends and, um, she, she's, uh, um, she was telling me, she was like, yeah, I just don't know how to like, you know, date 
pick up like women and stuff like I just don't get it and like I don't know how like I'm I'm new to this town like a girl saying this to you or yeah 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 a girl um and uh and she likes girls she likes girls yeah yeah she likes girls and uh I was just like dude no you don't get it like stand there and look cool I'm awkward as fuck (laughs) and so like just stand there and look cool and is she a musician yeah she's she's a killer drummer she's really good and um yeah, one of the one of the chick drummers I play with, and and uh, um, yeah, no, I, I just the perplexed look on her face, like, wait, I don't even have to like say anything. I was like, no, man, just crush it on stage like you do. Yeah, <laughs> and then just and then go, go up to stand the bar. There. Then go up to the bar. Go stand at the bar and, and watch all these dudes. Uh, can I buy a drink? Hey, no, no, I want to buy it. No. Yeah. Everybody's fighting to buy a drink. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's cool. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, yeah. So like drummers, bassists, uh, guitarists, um. You know, Kelly Green is, is a great guitarist. Oh yeah. But yeah. um, you know, I mean, it's just it, you're up yeah. there. If if you're if you're any good at all, people love you. Yeah. End of story. Oh dude, yeah, I love playing with Kelly too. I miss playing with that girl. Yeah. So. I love that thing that you guys did, the, the girl jam pack. That was fun. yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. No, I so I had been going on hikes with uh, my friend Andrea, and like I was just like, dang, like I feel like. Like, there's a couple girl bands in town, but, like, there's no, like, girls just being like, hey, let's just jam and, like, support yeah. each other. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, no. Um, okay, I'm going to say something. And this is from the heart. That song you wrote, the Wild Ones. Oh, yeah. I fucking love that song. I just put that out on Spotify. I listened to it multiple yeah. times. Did you? Yeah. Oh. I think, it, I, I told, I've told you that before. I think that song's, that's the best song that you guys do. Thanks, man. No, I'm, I'm being, Thank I'm you. being honest. Um, and I, I I might say certain things to certain people, but I mean that. So thank you. You're very welcome. Yeah, I, uh, I I'm actually uh, I'm I'm in the middle of a doing a project for that song. I uh, I, I wrote about I wrote it about a homeless person. Yeah, I you met. told me that it was kind of a trip because like this dude like looked like my little brother a little bit, and he was just freaking out and like my little brother's got some like mental okay um, issues. So like for me it was just like dang like it hit close home close to home seeing like what. Uh, Josh could have been like my little brother could have been without like a supportive family right you know and it's like dang like if, if he hadn't had that like that could totally be him like in a second like awesome so yeah no um, is that what the song's about yeah okay. yeah yeah no it's uh, there's a line in there I wrote um, and sometimes you write lines and like I don't know if you ever experienced this or where you're just like dang did I just <laughs> push it too far right, <laughs> like did yeah. i just but i was like no like honestly like this is shit that i've heard people say where it's just like dang like like just really insensitive things towards homeless people and it's yeah. like, well you're not you, you don't have their experience like you don't understand like so i wrote this line like um shake and change jars begging for bread everybody thinks you're better off dead yeah and i was just like yeah that's i mean for for some people that that's a very accurate I, that gave me statement. chills by the way I gave oh. me chills. Oh, so, <laughs> no, I actually wrote it uh, over the COVID time. Um, I came out with four new songs that are all keepers and are probably going to go on the new album. Yeah. One of them is called All I Ever Wanted. And when I wrote it, I originally wrote it as just kind of like a, a, a guy saying to a girl, you know, all I ever wanted, all of, you know, he goes, all I ever wanted, all I ever need, um, your excuses are just guarantees, all I ever wanted, all I ever need. Uh, a life full of false smiles and make believe. Yeah. And I realized after I wrote it the way that I did that it was actually about my dad. Whoa. 
That's so, weird how that happens. Right? And I was I was like, whoa, holy cow. I can't believe that. And then, I mean, I, I get chills when I'm talking about this now, too. Because my yeah. dad's going through a hard time right now. So, um, and he's getting old. Yeah, but, yeah uh, that's scary. That's that's some scary yeah, stuff we, right we, now. I can take this offline with you, but yeah. Um, but I love my dad. He's he's a good man. He, he provided for me. Yeah, growing yeah. up. So yeah. But anyway, um, yeah. So songwriting, I, I love it. I love it more than anything. Yeah. Okay. All right. So now let's 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 get to some happy stuff. Some right. funky right. stuff. <laughs> some funky uh, stuff. Let's talk about uh, Macy Gray. Macy Gray. So I discovered her and Mary J. Blige about the t- same okay. time. Um. Oh my goodness! Like th- this. Nineteen ninety nine. Th- yeah. This record for me, like I didn't discover this until I was like, maybe like you know nineteen twenty. Um. Alicia Keys was in the same, like, it's weird how, like, algorithms work, because if you start listening to, like, uh, like, I started listening to, like, black female artists, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, like, my whole cue was just, like, listen to this, listen yeah. to this. It's weird how it groups people mm-hmm. together with race, which is kind of, like, I, I could see that being, like, a frustrating thing, you know, like, too, if, you're, if your music's a little differently styled or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I we could go into like musical groupings and how frustrating that could be. <laughs> and, and then, I mean, yeah, but her vocal is so unique. I mean, when I first listened to her, I was like, oh, what is that? And then when you actually listen to it, it's so unique. Dude, dude, yeah, no, she like the the way that she phrases things is just mind blowing to me. Like, like, um, it's 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 everything about this. I music can't is, wait to meet you. Yeah, yeah you know, I was yeah. And, I was just like, I mean, you know, it, it's yeah. just so funky the way she did it and the way her, her, her cadence is there. It's just like awesome. Yeah. Well, I love that song, you know, and oh, why didn't you call me? Awesome. Oh, dude, yeah. I try still. I committed murder. That was a great one. Yeah. 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 No, th- this this album is like, it, it. this might be my favorite album of all time. I, um, I'm, I keep I'm saying so that. glad. See, this is the joy of doing this podcast. It makes me go and listen to stuff that I really don't always listen to, you know? Yeah. And I get stuck in the same old rut of listening to, you know, Outlaw Country and Rock and Roll. Yeah. Dude, speaking of chicks that has done projects with everybody, like, Macy Gray has been out there, man. Yeah. Like, she's she's works her ass off. Um, yeah, no, I'm. I, this is, like, there's, like, artists that, like, I could only hope to achieve, like, half of what they are, you know? And that, that, is, that this is one of them that is just, like... She's uh just the rhythm, like the the bass lines. I, I I sent a song to my buddy uh Paul Paul. You know Paul Walker. Um, Do I? Shoot, maybe, maybe not. Maybe you guys have maybe met. Oh, maybe not. Um, no, but I sent him a bass line. I was like, "What are they doing to this bass in there?" It just turned out I had a broken speaker. <laughs> so I was like, well, shoot. <laughs> I need to bring my speaker. Sounded really good. <laughs> Maybe I should record through this thing. <laughs> you know, do you have to blow a speaker? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, just just the the way that she plays rhythms off each other. Like for me, that's really interesting because that's that's what I do. You know, I'm a rhythm rhythm yeah. section person. Mm-hmm. So like, like that's where I start. I'm like, all right, how is this song gonna feel? And like. The beat for me can set emotion for anything, like because, yeah. like you know, it's I, I think I think beats are uh, you know it's relatable because it's derived off of like your heartbeat and stuff, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like yeah. So I don't know for sure. No, and I just I I loved you know I've I mean at my point in my music career, um, I'm really starting to think about producers a lot. 
right? You know, who produced this album? Because, yeah. you know, typically, like, if I go in there and I do something, I've worked with AJ Vallejo, and he really makes makes what we do better. And um, I, I'll tell you who we're going to get to produce our album. I can't say it right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just a second, but after afterwards, yeah, yeah, yeah. When it's not on you live, you guys can't hear. But you know, I I I put a lot of weight on who produces an album, and when I you know, like, and I see producers like Dave Cobb and like Dan Arbach and and and, and Dude, people yeah. that Shooter Jennings, you know, certain people have this magic touch to the, that, that when it's, they when they touch it, it's just like a ding. Or yeah. I mean, my favorite of all time is Don was. He's like. I don't yeah. know if you know who he is. Uh, I don't. He's a bassist, and he is just, he did some of the Stones albums. Uh, he's he's another one of those guys. He did one one of Todd Snyder's albums, which I love. Um, and he, he's he's very loose. You know, he'll give us some recommendations and stuff, but he's not like, hey, I wanted to change this. And blah, blah, blah. He's just like, you know, he just gives kind of, yeah, like lets you do your thing, but 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 he just he just makes it better. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, and so I look at I look at like producers. And I just love the way that this album was produced. Yeah. Like I I I know it wasn't Macy Gray that produced this album. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Uh, she's the talent. He's also the talent, but he's the behind the scenes talent. You know, I haven't done um, a ton of research. Did she write a lot of these songs? No. No. Okay. No, she didn't. She. I'm at maybe three. Okay. But that's. I mean, that's still. They're great songs. Yeah. She's a good songwriter. Well, <laughs> she's, yeah, yeah. Man, yeah. She's a great song picker. Yeah, yeah, dude. You know. Yeah. You gotta watch the show Songland. You'll you'll dig it. Yeah. It's um. Yeah. It basically the premise is four people come in. They all sing a song for one person, and then there's three like hit songwriting people. They the guy says, okay, you're not to one of the contestants. You're not gonna go forward the other three are going to get to produce get their song produced by one of these three people and yeah. they assign the person and then they go through the, the process of them rewriting the song and then they come back and play it and then he the person picks one one of those that's and he's going to put it on a record wow that's cool it's super cool it, it's yeah. awesome and, and these producers are just like brilliant yeah. songwriters yeah and yeah. they're like, like this I forget his name Ryan Tedder or something like that. Pull, we'll pull up his guitar or, or go. How about this? Ding 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 ding. You know and go. How about what if you did this and you know you go up here when you wrote. And you're like oh wow. And sometimes the, the song comes off completely different. Yeah. You yeah. Know, does a 180. Uh, check it out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Please do. It's on NBC. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll I'll get I'll get you to we'll we'll trade. Texts. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I'm not gonna remember if I walk out of here. For sure. For sure. <laughs> My uh, space cadet yeah. brain. Yeah. <laughs> Well, anyway, I, I I loved listening to this album. Um, well, tell me, I, what else about Macy Gray? I mean, I I just love her vocal. I love her funkiness. I love her 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 kind of like attitude. You yeah. Know, yeah. 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 She got that like kind of growly voice. Yeah, and it's still kind of high pitched. It's like so, oh, yeah. so unique. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that's what I love about it the most is like everything about this album, uh, this album, but all her albums. It's just like the most unique sounding sounds the mm -hmm. most in it and everything's just glued together so well that yeah. it's like and and like at the end of the day like so um let's see who could i compare this to um it's 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 almost like it's this i feel like this album was just ahead of its time almost yeah. like uh, a, a I'll, lot of Macy stuff yeah 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 because like i listen to it now and i'm like this totally translates because there's like music you listen to and it's like oh yeah this sounds mm -hmm. like this era yeah where like 
like her stuff it's like shoot this could have been made yesterday right you know like 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 it's it's so um, good it's so good i am yeah. again thank you for choosing nora and and this one those are the two that i enjoyed the most re-listening to yeah you know yeah so thanks for spending all the time and listening to well it. i mean <laughs> I, I want to i mean it makes our yeah. conversation a lot better no yeah yeah totally totally um, okay. you, you you told me a whole bunch of things that i didn't know <laughs> so that's awesome wikipedia is a good thing yeah um but so wikipedia is awesome also because awesome because you it goes through the tracks, who wrote the songs, all about the charts, That's how they cool. did Grammys, all, all this stuff. So it's a good way, good way to research stuff. And then I and then I like to go back and research the artists some more. Yeah, and I have time to do that when I'm listening to it. So yeah. anyway, but I want to talk about you now, okay. Ruby Dice. Okay. Um, where can everybody find you online? Um, well, if you're looking to stream us, we've got a uh, two songs on Spotify. Um, just look up Ruby Dice, R U B Y D I C E. Um, or you can look up our website. It's just rubydice.com. Okay. Um, that, that's probably the easiest way to find our, all our social links, honestly. <laughs> um, right. but like, yeah, Instagram's just at rubydice and then Facebook. What is Facebook? I think I had to go rubydice music or something, but like, you know, just any, it just search it and it, it'll pop up. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll, f- I'll figure it out and I'll put it in the notes. Oh, cool. But um, anything else? Do you guys have a YouTube channel or anything like that? We do. Uh, there's not very much stuff on there yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah. No, we're working on that. Um, I've I've actually got a couple things, a couple videos being made right now. So like that's kind of a new channel for us. We're we're not like the oldest band. I feel like we we've been a backing band for so many people. Yeah. That like like the uh, us actually stepping out to do our own thing is like taking some time. Um, and I wanted to like take some time before I actually like, cause I did an album a while back, but like, I just felt like it was super rushed and like, you know, I just, I basically needed it to book stuff. No, no, I hear you. Yeah. I I totally understand. I I did the same thing. Yeah. It's like, you're not proud of it. I'm not, I'm not proud of that. Yeah. (laughs) Our first, the big gun show, the first, our first EP, I I just, I want to take it off of Spotify. You totally can if you want to. Well, you please tell yeah, me how to do I'll, that. I'll because, help you. I'll help you. Yeah, please, yeah. because I'm, I'm I'm dying to get it off. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> I'll just, have people come up and be like that song, whiskey and gin. I'm like, oh, whoa, <laughs> a, like oh, what, what, did you, what did you? Why'd you do that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, no, that's my that's my they they seem to enjoy it. I I I I don't hate the song. It needs to be rewritten. Well, <laughs> so I I feel that when you go in and you do that. Yeah. Um. And you rush the recording that it, yeah. it's rushed. Oh, dude, we had like and it's too imperfect. A day and a half. See, not, to to get music out because that's all I could afford at the time. I, I was like, I'm I so broke. I need I, to like, I, <laughs> this I, is what I got. <laughs> like, I get it. And then you yeah. have to master it too. Jeez. Oh I, yeah, I, the master. <laughs> there is an extra cost <laughs> when you aren't used to making yeah. your own music. It's like, oh, by the way, everything costs money. Yeah, <laughs> everything. Um, but yeah, so, but so do you have a new record coming out anytime soon? Uh, so, um, the things on Spotify were su- supposed to be part of like our official debut EP uh-huh. as like a band. Cause like it was songs that I had just taken a lot of time on. Like we, uh, we went over to my buddy Dave Share's house. He was on the podcast. Oh, was he? Yeah. Dude, that guy, speaking of people that are glue, that guy's glue. <laughs> Like He's got everything, man. W- when I talk about glue, I mean like, 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 he can be on any instrument and like hear a wrong note that somebody's played and somehow like play a chord that includes Makes it. 
<laughs> and I'm just like, how? How? I'm I'm sitting here over here like a caveman sometimes <laughs> trying to figure shit out, man. <laughs> like, I, 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 I've, yeah. I've seen him play with the girl uh, when you guys when he plays yeah, with, with you guys. Jam. Yeah, it, it's incredible. It's and he'll go with keyboard and like, then he'll play his guitar. And, he had and, a, and he's got this tone. Oh, I mean, dude. geez, how does he get that tone? Uh, blues Junior and and lots of really fun pedal. Uh, so so I went into the studio with him and Andrea McGee okay. over at the Wire. Uh huh. Oh, uh, with the have have you been over there, dude? You uh-huh. gotta check it out. It's it's the coolest fucking thing ever. And like you just walk down the the hallway and it's a uh, Stewart. I don't know his last name. I probably should, but uh, it's just lined with gold records from huh. shit that he's produced. And it's just sure like, has. Or? Uh, uh, not sure. Uh, um, this guy Stewart okay. over at the Wire. Okay. Um, but yeah, no. I so I went in there, and Dave Share brings his pedal board in. And it, I thought it was a keyboard at, for, at first because of the case. And I'm like, what is that? And he's like, uh, I, uh, when, I rec- yeah, when I recorded with him, I'd always just be like, I just want it to go to space, man. <laughs> I, I just want the, so- the sounds to go to space. And like, he looks over at me and he like responds with, he just go, looks at me and goes, space. <laughs> space. <laughs> and I was like, all right. He's, he's so mellow. He's just... He's Always so mellow. mellow. Yeah. Um, no, I love Dave. There there that's definitely family like like Yeah. Um, I I remember I was at one of the girl jam packs at um at Sea Boys and I introduced myself. I was like, Hey man, my gunner. Um, you know, yeah. love what you do. Uh I'm gonna have a podcast if you're interested in being on he's like, Yeah, I'd love to. Yes. Yeah. I mean this whole podcast idea, I, I love it because it challenges the person, the I like I call you the podcastee. Yeah. To, to actually think about something and really challenge themselves to to choose. So so I man I really appreciate that you did that because like I got asked the same question in another. I was on Johnny Goody's. 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 On the podcast too. Yeah, I was on his podcast and like I don't know maybe I just smoked way too much weed before <laughs> <laughs> beforehand and I was just like. I, like he asked me about songs and I just I just I I was like a deer in headlights I just drew a blank I was just like right. I, I wasn't uh, ready for this uh, like there's yeah. so many how can I pick right now but like when I thought when I sat down and thought about it like like that was a uh, it was actually after that that podcast I did with him that I was like dang I really need to like sit down and like think about who I like yeah and like think about well, it just it, it you know and I never asked you where are you taking these songs. Where, these, oh, where these oh that's right that's right do you he know where you're gonna me. take them man i uh i th- i mean i take these songs with me a lot every day um just because um i like i'm i'm a habit forming person <laughs> so like creature I, habit, yeah. I a creature habit i i like i like uh everywhere um, that's where you're taking them everywhere everywhere <laughs> <laughs> um but uh no like like for me like especially like um going on tours with a lot of different bands and a lot of different styles like i keep these guys in my in my playlist uh just to be like hey what check, do y'all think of this check like, it out maybe just throw some john fulbright in there yeah. i don't know Ooh, John Fulbright. he makes me cry every time man so <laughs> good dude i love that guy yeah um anyway okay so rubydice.com uh that's where they're gonna find you online yeah um Thank you very much for showing up and having a good time with me. Thanks for having me. Thanks for cooking. (laughs) It's going to be fun. All right, here we go. You ready? (laughs) Yeah. yeah. All right. Thanks, girl. All right. Thanks. Adios. That was fun. 
So that was Ruby Dice. I just love her. Um, you can pretty much find everything you need to know about her at her website, which is uh, www.rubydice.com. If you got the gumption, head over to thebiggunshow.com. That's thebiggunshow.com, and check out what my band is up to these days. You can also catch us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, all with the same handle, The Big Gun Show Band. That's the at the beginning and band at the end. Our most consistent gig outside of COVID is at our monthly residency at the Little Longhorn Saloon here in Austin, Texas, a.k.a. Jenny's, home of chicken shit bingo. We play the happy hour of the first Friday of every month. Bring Grandma. She'll have a blast. I'll be back in two weeks, and then every other week after that, close your eyes. You're back on that desert island again. What five records do you have?